Sade Goins. And I'm Caitlin Crutcher. And this is Let's Get Real. So today our episode is called Love the Skin You're In. It's just the skin you're in, but oh. okay. Um, <laughs> it's fine. So today we're going to talk about colorism and... Being a light-skinned black woman yeah, and in America. Yeah, and kind of like how... You know, obviously, we don't have the exact perspectives on um, what other shades have to go through and, like, their, like, their life, but I'd love to hear more about it. But um, let's just kind of, like, jump into it. Yeah? Yeah. Um, All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess I can kind of get us going here. Um, I think for me, at least, colorism has always been a matter of, like, light skin versus dark skin. Always. Always. Um, I don't know why we're being pitted against each other. Because we should love each other. Exactly. We're the same. We are. We're all black people. We're all brown people. You're all people of color. With melanin. Melanin, popping, <laughs> all of that. Um, all the wonderful stuff. We glow in the sunlight at the same rate. It's great. Um, but <laughs> I just wanted to mention, though, like I think that something I've always dealt with, at least, um, being a light-skinned woman, it's always someone asking, well, what are you? Are you really black? Are you really black? Yes. <laughs> like, like, you're sure you're not mixed with anything else? Are you sure? Are you positive? Like, like no, man, I'm not. Right? I Can I just be black for once in my life? Yes, I got some, some curly hair, a little caramel. <laughs> I'm black, I promise you. So that's something I always just kind of struggle with. Same. I feel as though it's always discrediting. It is. It discredits you and it invalidates your blackness. Exactly. Inval- that's a great word. Invalidation. Because that's exactly how I used to feel growing up with people always asking me, what are you mixed with? Are you sure you're not black? Well, you don't sound black. Like, right? you know, no. like, like, what does black sound like? What? Okay. That in itself is. <laughs> <laughs> Whole other conversation. Right. Okay. But definitely. And I think that being or colorism in America is just really a, a lot of competition and discredit, discrediting. Like, it goes back to the the house slave versus the mm-hmm. the the cotton picking mm-hmm. slave, Inside and then yep, and then it just it just either way you were a slave. spirals exactly. Hello, have you heard that song? Um, Jay Z, Jay Z. Shout out Jay Z, thank you. Woo, I'm so happy not Kanye, <laughs> but yeah, like house. You never seen that? No. Heard that? It's like house. Uh, yeah. St- at the end of the day, he said, "Still, you still a." At the end of the day, like whether you were in the house or picking the cotton or mowing the lawn, you still a slave. You're still black. I'm pretty sure they did not have lawnmowers back in the day, (laughs) but it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) They had the the cotton gin was developed in this time period. I literally did. Like, let's take a history lesson here. (laughs) I'm sorry, guys. I was not in a push. (laughs) Okay. Obviously, I was. (laughs) Obviously, it's fine. I'm Uh, literally done. When I was in school. Um, people always used to say that. They'd be like, hey, what are you mixed with? Oh, my and goodness. And I'm like, hey, black. And <laughs> right. more black. Yep, just layers black of it. again. Layers. Like, layers. I even asked my, because it came to, it got to a point where, like, I asked my parents. I'm like, mom, dad, like, what are we mixed with? Right. And, like, my parents literally looked at me like I was stupid. They were just like, exactly. um, black. And, <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's. It's so I'm frustrating. Exactly. I'm sorry. Right. Literally at this point, I've gotten to be like I just remember growing up. It was like, at least for me, um, because I recognize what I look like. 
I can, Same. you know, like, I just want to list off real briefly here the the various things I've been guessed, you know, guessed as. Um, so I've <laughs> apparently, not only am I black, but I'm Hawaiian. I'm Filipino. I'm Indian, like Southeast Asian Indian. Um, wow. I'm Mexican. I'm from South America. Did not specify where. Just I'm from South America somewhere. I'm Caribbean. Um, I'm some kind of Asian. I'm Native American. Um, and I'm white. (laughs) So, but no, (laughs) just no. Um, I'm black. My parents are black. Um, that's just what it is. And for me, at least, like, I recognize, like, in my family, yes, they're, like, mixed people, but, like, my nana is Caribbean and Chinese. Like, she's Jamaican uh-huh. and Chinese. And so, like, for that, as soon as I say, like, Chinese, they're like, oh, foreign. I'm like, my grandmother. So, my my grandma, then you got my dad, and then me. Colorism segue. Colorism segue. So, um, so, with that, I'm just like, okay, so why is it automatically, as soon as I have, like, something that's not black, that automatically, like, invalidates my blackness? Mm-hmm. You know? That's exactly how I feel. It's like, it's, it's always, like, it's discrediting it's, you. Exactly. And I just don't understand. And I'm like, and for the longest time, I battle with it. And I think it kind of was Dang. reflected in, like, who I, like, associated Dang. myself with. Like, I never felt welcomed in, like, a black community growing up. Because I was like, just you're like. You're not white, so you're not exactly. with the white people. But right, then but black not, people don't right. think you're black. Because so. you're not, like, because you're light-skinned. So it's like, well, okay. But then you also have to deal with this, like, the, um, this, like, weird middle gray area that you kind of have to float between. And then, so, like, coming here, I was just, like, and I'm very, like, pro-black, yes, pro, like, and I've been, like, had, to, I don't know, I don't want to say, like, I overcompensate my blackness, but, like, I. I feel like I used I, to try to, and then I was just, like. Yeah. Well, like, I think. <laughs> because in, I do what I want. And yeah. Especially well, because I. Um, now I do what I want. <laughs> I tend to quote unquote like things that are like white people things. Yes, literally like hiking. This and literally this like, past. <laughs> it's funny. No, this like past raves. Yeah, <laughs> like, not raves. I'm, you bet, Lala. I, I really want to go though. Like I, would I want to go to do something like that. I want to go to electric but forest. That's like a so white it's okay. Thing, it is being I, in the because I'm black. Being, I can't do it. Yep, being in nature, being in the woods. You know, because I love to be outside. Like what? Right? Like, sunlight is good for you. <laughs> Don't stay inside and play. Two K all day, dang exactly. it! We... Like get your tans on. No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right, go get you some sun. Okay, uh, I need the sun because I just, oh I just blend. Goodness. But um, but, but no, really though, it's discrediting. It, it is, and it's it invalidates you as an individual. And I think that was something like I personally struggled with at least my complexion. And then the funny thing, the counter to that, is um, my sister, mm-hmm. and we are polar opposites, um, visually. Uh-huh. We're like the same person. We're clones, but it's fine. Um, so I'm very much so a light skinned individual, especially in the wintertime. Catch me, I blend in with the snow. I'll admit that. <laughs> it's fine. Same. But you know, like it's it's fine. I'll own that. Um, I'm lighter than mixed people. Yes, me too. That it's I fine. Know. Uh, yes, yes. Catch me like December first, blending in. It's totally, fine. Totally, totally cold. Yep, I can hang out in the Arctic Circle. Casper. No one they I've wouldn't catch me. Before. Yep, Casper? Yeah. That's offensive. I know. <laughs> Um, but you know what? It's fine. And but like my sister is like the opposite of me. So I'm light skinned individual. I probably have like three B hair. For those of you who know like texture styles, it's like very loose curls. I'm not um, at all. Well, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, but like then to con- like to counter that, um, you have my sister who's like, 
I don't know, she'll never hear me say it out loud, but I've always envied her for her complexion because it's always, it's darker than mine, but it's like, she doesn't get questioned whether or not she's black or not, you know? And I've like, I've never lived in a world where someone didn't question my identity. So I kind of envy her for that aspect. So she's got this beautiful, beautiful chocolate skin. I just, I'm like, girl, I need it. No matter how tan I get, it will never be there. (laughs) And so it's fine. Um, So like I've, She's got that going for her. And then she also has this 4C hair that she can put in this afro. And I would just play with it. And I'm like, thank you for letting me enjoy your hair. Because, and she, you know, she is a stereotypical black woman. She looks like the stereotypical black woman with the kinky hair, you know, like the darker complexion. um, And like all of that. And it wasn't until like literally like this past weekend and people saw me and my sister for the first time that someone was like, wait, you're not mixed with white? I've known this person for like over two years oh. <laughs> and they're like, Whoa. wait, I'm like, yeah, it's black. sad though that, that it makes you feel that way. Like mm-hmm. the colorism is so deeply rooted in the African-American community. Cause my friend, one of my friend's mom, she's, um, darker complexion and told, she told me that when she was growing up, she always looked for a light skinned man. Like a lighter complexion mm-hmm. man because she wanted to be married to a lighter complexion man. So yep. that when they had children, her like, children wouldn't be as dark as her. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was so sad. Like, yeah. the fact that you really like that's really how you feel. Like, like and it's so a rooted. lifestyle for that. Yeah, her daughter is her daughter is like same complexion as me. Exactly. I mean, she got her got her wish, but in the same vein, like how you shouldn't feel that way yeah. about your own skin. Like you, you shouldn't be. You should a be negative. proud of it. You know and. For, oh, it's so frustrating for me, I think. And it's, I I don't want to say I feel bad, but I have to recognize my privilege where, like, I can pass for things, you know? Like, I don't, I don't say, like, I don't worry as much as being, like, an individual. Like, obviously, like, I'm black, I wear that on my sleeve. But, however, for other people, they, the sleeve is a little darker, mm-hmm. you know? And it's more prominent in everything. Like, I can pass, like, say, like, I'm mixed. Could be. I never really thought about it that way. You know, it probably can be a bit of, I think I always think about it as how I feel so discredited all the time. But exactly. It can but be, then it's like, for some people, um, like, they don't get to walk up. away. You know, they yeah. don't get to walk away from it. And there's a certain, um, a certain life that comes because of that, you know? Uh-huh. And so it's like, with, I think it's, I have to recognize so, both. So what I will say is that I think it's, it's a double-edged sword. 100%. Because I did a monologue for a central, um, a play called Message to My Sisters. Throwback. And, right, <laughs> and last year, I created a new character called Miss Lightskin because there's a Miss Darkskin character. And, and even when I created it, my friend is like, she read my, my monologue and she's like, wow, I never really even thought about it like that. Because, you know, like everyone okay. thinks that there is this stigma behind being dark skinned and and owning that and, and not you, liking your skin, though, and yeah. hating your skin and growing up in, a, in an environment where you hate your skin and you hate your complexion. Mm-hmm. But I think that people always make it seem like or people think that being light skinned is automatically makes it so much better. Exactly. No. And it's not. And like even in my monologue. So and I, I don't know if I like I, was, I don't know. But, <laughs> but in my monologue, though, I was just really real. And I'm like. Being light skinned is not all that because one, it, you're automatically discredited automatically. because of your skin color and mm-hmm. not whether it's verbally as a or what are you mixed with or it's by black people who exactly. are like, oh, well, oh, you yes. like this or oh, oh it's you because you like that. Like, it's because uh, you're light skinned. 
Exactly. The and statement then, I hate the most. Oh, it's because you're light skin. Right. Or you don't text back because, because you're light skin. Or oh, you're so stuck up because, because you're light skin. Like no, no like <laughs> not at all. How it works. I'm sorry, I don't text back because I don't keep my phone on me. And honestly, I really think though that being light skin is just as much of a, um, a I don't want to say like, but you don't like your skin just as much as dark skin yeah, people do. And because for me, it's like you have to be you're held to this standard of being of being skin. pretty. Yes, all the, and oh everywhere. I remember every, at any given moment, I, like all the time. I remember. Like, yes, I. Oh my goodness, I didn't realize it because black men glorify they glorify the light skinned woman, and I don't. First of all, we're not all that. I mean, and like, we still are. to this day, though, I met this guy, and he's like, like, yeah, she's pretty for a dark-skinned girl. For Why is that why? a statement? She like, is pretty. Exactly. Period. 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 Like, with a T. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> to the T. Like, I. that's, like, something I've always... Oh, it's so frustrating, because, but like... it is, though. And, and I'm super self-conscious, because I feel as though... I have to live up to this Miss Perfect standard. Yes, and that has, oh my goodness, that's so hard to do. Yes, and it's so, because like, for me at least, I remember, I don't remember who said it to me growing up. It was like probably one of the worst things they probably could have said to me at my middle school formative years. Um, But they called me the light-skinned dream girl. And, Uh, And I was like... They said I'm a white girl in middle school. No, someone called me the light-skinned dream girl, and I was like... Thank you. I question, mark? question mark. I don't. I don't know how to feel about that. And so, like, I went through my middle school and high school formative years of just kind of like, okay, I have to be this dream girl, but what is that? Yeah. You know, what does that mean? Like, what do I have to do? And like in high school, I was just like, I don't have time for this. I'm trying to grind. Oh. And like, I thought high school was I hard. School. I thought I high know. school was hard, and high I should just sucks. I should smack my high school self and be like, girl, you got a big storm coming. But that's beside <laughs> the point. Like I. You know, I had myself like I tried to hold myself to this high standard of, you know, if you're going to be light skin, you have to do this, you have to do that. Like hey. you have to like your edges have you to have, be laid. You, have, you have, have to have the curls right. You have to be up to date. Every single black freaking everything. Yes. Because if you're not and if you didn't watch Friday and if you didn't do certain things, then I, you're not black. I didn't watch Friday until I was like 16 or 17. And I, I haven't seen the whole seen series. Friday. I only saw the first one. <laughs> And I Me fell too. asleep. I oh fell asleep. I'm sorry. I still haven't. I still haven't seen all of the Friday franchises, and I don't tell people that because as soon as I tell people, you're not that black. I haven't seen- black card revoked. Exactly. Uh, why is there that black game? Card? Yes, That's a game. it is a game. <laughs> yeah, we played it. Um. Oh, shout out NAACP. Oh, we played it at our it's meetings. It's a card game um, called Black Card Revoked. If you have never played it, it's. It's hilarious. Interesting. But I lose every time. Every time. I lose. I never make it the first it round. Sucks. It's fine. Um, and I own that. And I think it's not necessarily, you know, I was because. Say, I also feel like it's your upbringing, though. It, like, it I is. That's what I was going to get into. Yeah. With this guy about, um, about the things that I knew about in terms of the black community. Because I feel like some things that I know about, yeah, just because I'm black, but everything that black people know about is not just common black knowledge. It's based off of your environment it's and your how you were raised. Yes. Like, my parents didn't let me sit and listen to hardcore, like, rap. And t- I wasn't listening to Tupac I was not. in middle school. I was like, not. I knew about Tupac. I knew I who he was. Is, I was listening. Like, my Okay, literally, when it comes to music, my parents, shout out my parents, they're hilarious. They have the, the widest range of music I choices. I I was not listening to Kim. <laughs> I was listening to my dad's reggae. Ugh. And my mom loved the fray. Elton John. Shout out Elton, uh, sir. Elton John. My dad um, loved house music. 
And no. my mom listened well, to Well, reggae, gospel. like, house music. Like, if, <laughs> that was like, my special. I'm creating the genre of reggae house music because that's what it was. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, like, we just had, like, a variety of music always going. And I never really kind of sat down. I was like, wait, what's Tupac? What's Biggie? Introduce me. Like, I... Yeah, like, I li- <laughs> literally my exposure to... Um, I guess you could say, like, the culture as far as music goes was literally what was on the radio, but... Same. My mom listened to 96.3. Yeah. 955 where? <laughs> right? <laughs> like, what? Because it's, it's like you don't have access to the, and, and it depends on your upbringing. It depends on how much freedom you have as mm-hmm. a young person um, and what you have control over, like, where where your resources lie. Exactly. And then on top of that, I went to a um, suburban high school. Shout out, Suburbia. And because my parents, I grew up in DPS. I I lived in D. I grew up off Dexter and Davison, but my parents didn't want me to go to school over there because they don't have funding and they don't have a good like. DPS wasn't glorified back then as like top school. Yeah, you know what I mean. So no. my parents are like, "Well, we don't want you to go here. We want you to go here and get a better education." And that literally, my parents did the same thing. I'm out in shout out Farmington, the hills. Um, yeah, I was in Bloomfield. Okay, see, shout out the hills. There we go. Hills represent. <laughs> and then I went to Gross Point North, and then I graduated from Waterford Kettering. So I have a wide, wide spectrum of school. I just hung out in the hills. Yeah, shout no. out Farmington. But even still, I was still in Detroit, though. I still yeah. had you were you had because some, I was in theater with yes. Mosaic, and you had a, a connection. I didn't like I had a similar. Not I didn't do Mosaic, but I was a part of a youth orchestra that was downtown, and a lot of times, like a lot of students were from like DPS schools uh-huh. like we had like a wide pull first of all shout out um DSO but like the pull that was coming from there we had like students from like the DPS you had students from like out in like the Troy area even like um people out in what is it Birmingham just like a wide range people from like Farmington area just array of students um from all types of backgrounds and things like that but my experience experience and exposure to black culture was those Saturdays spent um two hours in a rehearsal room when like the 15 minute breaks that I had between before and like all that fun stuff. So like my experience at least is a little different, but in the same vein, you know, I grew up in suburbia, I guess just to tie back to the whole colorism thing. And as soon as I got there, like I, so I went to DPS for my first couple years of schooling, I think to like second or third grade. And everyone looked like me and I experienced like, okay, yeah, everyone looks like me. This is like school is what um, elementary school is supposed to look like. And I was very comfortable in it. And then I went to um, suburbia and it's going to tie back like to colorism in a minute here. But like I went to suburbia, shout out the hills. And Mm -hmm. it was there was no one that looked like me. And I was like, whoa. And like I thought I identified with the Southeast Asian students, like the Indian students. And I was like oh, they look like me, so they must be black too. I didn't know what what it meant to be an Indian student at all. Like, I was like, that was like my first real exposure to like white students mm-hmm. was like in that young age where I was like, whoa, what is this? Um, So in that vein, and so like I identified more so with like the Indian students because like they also had like a similar like complexion to me and they also had like the long hair and like all of that fun stuff and so like I like identified there um and then on top of that a lot of like the schoolies I was in there was not a lot of black students I think there was like maybe five or six in my graduating fifth grade class mm-hmm. um there's about five of us I have no idea where any of them are right now in the world couldn't tell you I think we follow each other on Instagram really? don't know where they're at yeah no like there's like five or, and like that's the thing like we weren't 
tight as a community. And like I came in kind of late in the game. I came in like second, third grade. Mm-hmm. At that point, your kindergarten Girls friendships. <laughs> would have been better off, right? May have I been. still see. I went to my middle school was all black, and we literally all Bates know. people know each other. Like, yeah, no, I don't. They go every like I see Bates people everywhere. When I go to different campuses, even if I don't know your name, I know you went to Bates. Nope. That's not. <clears throat> nope. There was like one white kid at our school. No, I mean like at the same time like Farmington like there's like some folks that went to oh, Farmington yeah, that are in, here. Wait, so you were in the hills for middle school too? I was in the hills from middle school and Yikes. high school and part like at least half of elementary school. Yeah, no, I'm suburban. Yeah, I'm not. That's why people think that like they and people I think genuinely think that I'm white or mixed because I'm suburban. Uh-huh. I love me some Starbucks. I'm literally done. I wear my Uggs. No, I wore my leggings. Coney, ooh, Coney Island. We had a Leo's. Move. We had a Leo's. We did. Mm-hmm. Coney was our breakfast move. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> what do you mean? Cheese um, fries all the way. Always. Oh my goodness. I remember I devoured, shout out my friend Rob. We devoured two plates of fries. Ooh, maybe three. We had a lot of fries one day. It was a great time. Um, But, you know, I think with that, at least, it trying to, it, like you were mentioning before, as far as like you can be. It's like your upbringing and the environment that you live in can definitely change, you know, your outward, ex- like, how should I say, your outward persona. And so I think that's why people often assume that I was white because, like, I act, I guess I act white, whatever that's supposed to mean, you know? So that in itself is like a whole thing, but it's fine. Your girl survived. She's here. <laughs> She's making it, you know? Right? But, and I think that with that, now I'm talking about hair. To tie back into the hair aspect of it, because um, I was just talking about this in another class I had. Wow. Okay. So tying back to the colorism idea and talk. Let's talk about hair for a minute. Um, because when I was growing up, I always had my hair in like braids, and then when I got to middle school. I was like, Mom, I want to wear my hair, like wear my hair straight and like pretty and like. And I grew up in like elementary school. And, like all my friends had like straight long hair. Granted, there was was blonde, but I was like, I want to have like the long straight hair, like mom like straightened my hair and she like shout out my mom shout out mom you're the bomb you're the goat but like she never permed my hair and she never permed my sister hair bless my mom's soul for that 4c never permed it Mm. bless your heart but you know never did anything to it and so when I got to middle school I was like I want to have my hair straight I want it to be pretty and long yada 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 this that and the other and I got to middle school and I had this long straight hair and I was like Mm. I felt like just like the I was I was that one. I was that bitch. Like just point blank period. I was. Um, but then I was also bullied in middle school, I think. And it was partially because I was this light skinned girl with the long hair and this, that and the other. Um, and so because like people pick on you for like the littlest things in your middle school. Um, so for that reason, I got picked on, I think. And then I just ended up going natural. Something happened. I think something clicked in my like formative years in middle school. Shout out middle school me. But I went natural and I've been wearing my hair curly literally ever since then. And at one point, um, at least for my hair journey, and I'm talking about hair, but like, mm-hmm. you know, people were always just I like, had a long hair journey. Yeah. And, but people like always associated my race with my hair. You know, they never believed that I was fully black because, oh, but you have such good hair. What does it mean to have good hair? Because I personally love my sister's hair and it's forcey, kinky, curly, just happiness little cloud of just happy and joy <laughs> i love her hair um my hair will never be able to do the things that her hair does um 
you know, she can do way more with it. And I will always be jealous of that. But like in the same time, I'm like, her hair was not looked at as so pretty and it's so beautiful. And so that in itself is just awful. And that just ties back to the whole light skin, dark skin, like colorism, mm-hmm. you know, it, it all connects in that regard. Um, so you got that going. Yes. Very long segue, but I'm sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So like I eventually ended up like cutting my hair off because I was all like I cut my hair off because I had a whole bunch of heat damage. I didn't have heat damage. My hair was beautiful. I donated a good thirteen inches of hair, but I didn't want to be tied. I don't want my beauty to be tied to my hair, so I That's cut what it my off. My mom said my mom didn't let me do anything to my hair when oh. I was younger. She wouldn't let me cut it. She wouldn't let me get extensions. She wouldn't let me color it, dye it, nothing. I convinced my mom to let me dye my hair in like high school. Yeah, I did when I was like it's a 17. long battle. I dyed my hair and my eyebrows black. Okay. <laughs> okay. I did. I just wanted, I don't know, I wanted something different. I didn't like the fact that my hair was so, like, light brown. So I dyed really? it black. And it was cool. I mean, teach their own. Yeah. You liked it. <laughs> I can't It's see. still kind of black. I said, But I had it's to dark. re-dye it because now my my new growth is... Light. Yeah. You look, you look like you're graying. I'm literally... I'm <laughs> <laughs> literally done. I look like an ombre... What happened? Oh, oh gosh, <laughs> that's, that's that's my hair right now. I, need <laughs> I dyed it ooh, so long ago. I need to dye it again, but it's fine. I think I'm just gonna go completely back to my natural color and just be dark for the winter time. But you know, back to hair though, and back to colorism so in general. So I'm growing. I'm. I have a new um, goal. I'm on a new hair journey. I'm cutting off all my uh, damaged goods again and starting over. When? But I'm not doing the big chop. Oh, okay. I was gonna say I'm because like, you know, honestly, on this? I feel like the big chop has been a fad recently. The big chop, you don't need to do the big chop. Just clip, trim. <laughs> right? Trim. I I did the big chop when I was in high school and my hair flourished and I don't need to do it again. <laughs> I can just get my hands trimmed. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You know? Like I need to I don't need to chop it. I'm no. I might, you know, catch me spring twenty twenty and I may be bald. Um, we'll see what happens and how life takes me. And I may donate all my hair again to shave it. But, um, no, my hair journey, I cut mine off and it didn't, it wasn't damaged. It wasn't heat, anything like dying. It didn't do anything to it. My hair is resilient. Shout out to my hair in that regard. It made it through, power through all that. Um, but after cutting it, it did kind of come back with a new life. And I think it was just because like the dead weight that was on it. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't necessarily like damaged, but it was time for a new look. And so like this new growth, my like hair textures changed completely. Like it used to be much more, it was like wavier texture and now it's more of the curly regard. Um, but anyways, enough talk on hair. Let's get back to the main point. Which is love the skin you're in. And see. No, <laughs> but yes, really love your skin and don't let anyone discredit you. Even if you, even if you do like to do things that typical people in your culture don't care to do, you just do it. Can be a chocolate be king and love to hike, and I will applaud you nonetheless and for it. To classic music. You can listen to the classic rock, and it'll oh. be okay. It's okay. Love Muse and Coldplay and Paramore. Yes, love. Oh, because shout I out Paramore. <laughs> shout out Paramore. Hold on. Hold on. I love them. Like, Paramore's great. Who cares if you didn't grow up on, well, I mean, I did grow up on Biggie and 
Tupac. But I, I, did I didn't not, listen to them every day. But still, I did not like, grow up on Biggie and Tupac. You can, it's fine. You can love it. the music that you love and love the skin you're in. I think exactly. that's the main. Have fun. Go skydiving. Right. I don't. I don't know about skydiving. Be safe. <laughs> Be safe. With it. Um. But I think no. Like I think the main message. I feel like I talked a lot in this episode here. But I think that the main message here is just that. Um. Love the skin you're in, and Definitely. with that, don't hate on others for the skin they have. Exactly. You know, yes. just you know. I think that just our love your fellow love black people. <laughs> Love your people. And I think, <laughs> yes, love, love your people. people. Love people in general. in general. But, like, at the same time, like. Cream, you, purple, orange people. If you're purple, we got a problem. <laughs> um, we didn't get you checked out. It's okay. Um, but, you know, love other people and understand that just because they're light skin, dark skin, they're. Caramel. Caramel. If you a little mocha. mocha like. <laughs> hazelnut in the mix like shout out like the vanilla beans out in the world you know you are present and you are valued in your skin and your skin tone in the color does not define who you are um in that vein and men if she don't text you back it's not because she light skin it's because she don't like you <laughs> or maybe she just forgot or yeah that is a real possibility <laughs> the phone could be on her she could be busy she got a whole other life outside of you but it's she might not like you. but she also it's a very real possibility she just does not like you that's so mean <laughs> not you, really look it's the truth it's okay because let's you don't get real be with okay somebody who doesn't want to be with you okay exactly we need to do a relationship segment. oh please no <laughs> please no for for another time i'm too but single that, to be talking just, about relationships knowing me that just might come back on the table okay Oh, we'll see, folks. Have hope. If not, there's someone out there for you. Don't worry. She don't like you. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) and um, that I will say concludes our segment today (laughs) of Um, Let's Get Real. So thank you for tuning in, and we will see you guys next time. Yep.